0: what is going on everybody this is scott from woke societies here to drop another episode of amazing content for you and it feels good to have my camera all my amazing sound equipment and it just feels good to be in the captain's chair ready to just give you guys some updated news some cool things that i found and some things that i figured you'd find interesting today so i know my last episode with crypto mike uh the quality was just terrible uh we went through zoom next time for interviews i'm probably just gonna use um uh what's it called i can't remember the name of it right now we're gonna use a different one other than zoom because the quality of that video was just absolutely terrible so that's why i put the disclaimer out there for you guys i'm sorry about that it is what it is and as you guys can see i have more lighting in the room now so you can see my awesome t-shirts that i'm wearing I have one with a pyramid, with a UFO inside of it, and some aliens in the bottom of it. And I wore that for a reason because we're going to actually be talking about pyramids, but we're not going to be talking about the pyramids in Egypt. We're going to be talking about ones that we found in in, in Antarctica, and that's going to be a game changer for a lot of people. So we're going to get into a whole plus uh, a whole bunch of topics today. It's going to be spread out all over the place, but that's just how today is. It's a Sunday. It's going to be relaxed, it's going to be chill, and it's just going to be a good time. So as usual, let's get to the regular lineup of things you got to discuss here. This is my uh, YouTube channel here, Woke Societies, and you've guys to subscribe, like, share, tell your friends and family about this channel. Spread the word. We are the news now. We need to have this content organically shared because big tech ain't going to do it for us. We know that. Um, If you guys would like to go to my Patreon, I have Patrons now, and if you guys want to donate anything to the show, it could be a dollar a month, it does not matter. Every dollar that is on there is going to go directly back into the show to make the content and channel better, and that is why I created it. It is there for you guys, and as we get more and more uh, patrons, I'm going to do more things for you guys, Um, as far as maybe merchandise um live chats with myself private chats with myself whatever you guys want to do i am fully on board with whatever you guys have um in mind if you guys want to throw me some idea um some ideas you guys always message me email me all that good stuff you guys know the Bitshoot channel here this is my backup channel in case god forbid youtube takes me down um i got a, a, 225 subscribers on there i just started really posting there the other day that is growing and you guys can always, always, always check out my website. And this has all the links to all the major podcasting platforms that I am on as well. So that is there. And last order of business. If you guys didn't know already, we talked about it in the last episode. I am I got invited to the Infinite Growth Conference in Las Vegas. It is a It's going to be a conference with a bunch of things that are going to be discussed. It's going to be cryptocurrencies. It's going to be law of attraction, government conspiracies, which is mostly what I'm going to be covering. Me and three other YouTubers were invited to this event. It's going to be an awesome time. So if anyone is out in the Vegas area or not, and you guys want to come meet us in person, you can buy the tickets now. I believe the presale is still going, so tickets are going to be cheaper than what they are after presale. And I'm going to include that link in the description so you guys can check all that out. And that is it. That is business as usual. So let's get into the content. And we're going to start with an article that is on the defense blog about some crazy technology that the Air Force is messing around with. So the title of this article is U.S. Air Force scientists developed liquid metal which autonomously changes structure. So when I talk about this, guys, the best thing I could think of to compare this to is think about the Terminator, think about the bad guys, the um, uh, the chick, the dude. I can't. Re- I don't remember the names. I've only seen these movies a handful of times, but you know what I'm talking about. It's that liquid metal that is moldable. It's like it's alive. It's part of the of the evil robots. This is what this technology is essentially. This is what it is. This is what they're messing around with. So as The article reads It says, as reported by the U.S. Air Force Research Laboratory, military scientists have developed a terminator like liquid metal that can autonomously change the structure just like in a Hollywood movie. The scientists developed liquid metal systems for stretchable electronics that can be bent, folded, crumpled, and stretched, and are major research areas towards next generation military devices. Conductive materials change their properties as they are strained or stretched. Typically, electrical conductivity decreases and resistance increases with stretching. The material recently developed by Air Force Research Laboratory scientists called polymerized liquid metal networks does just the opposite. These liquid metal networks can be strained up to 700% autonomously, respond to that strain to keep the resistance between those two states virtually the same, and still return to their original state. It is all due to self-organized nanostructure within the material that performs these responses automatically. <coughs> Excuse me. The researchers start with individual particles of liquid metal enclosed in a shell, which resemble water balloons. Each particle is then chemically tethered to the next one through polymerization process, akin to adding links into a chain. In that way, all the particles are connected to each other. As the connected liquid metal particles are strained, the particles tear open and liquid metal spills out. Connections form to give the system both conductivity and inherent stretchability during each stretching cycle after the first the conduct the uh, conductivity increases and returns back to normal and to top it off there's no detection of fatigue after ten thousand cycles so this sounds like really advanced technology guys that's what it sounds like to me and it sounds like it's it's being developed it has been being developed for years and it's being put on our planes and god knows what else what other applications that technology like this could be used for? I'm thinking like body armor, um, things that our soldiers could use on the ground. Maybe it's like a super stretchable armor that can take down bullets, absorb bullets. Who knows? But this stuff is real. This this was uh, October 5th that this article came out. And it's being talked about. It's in the public. So thought it was really cool, interesting piece of technology that's being developed. And who knows the Space Force, God knows what else they have, uh, what else up their sleeve. So that is that article. Another one I want to jump into real quick. We have these things called aqua trails. They're just like chemtrails, but in the water. I never heard of these before. So they're spraying reflective particulates over oceans. And when you look into the article here, It says, despite the fact that our oceans cover over 70% of our planet, nuclear meltdowns and toxic oil spillages like Fukushima would seem to occur more often than can be explained away by malpractice. A pattern has been emerging regarding the locations of these accidents. An award-winning online community named The Well reported in the 1990s that odd emissions had been spotted floating behind large vessels which did not dissipate normally according to Kelvin wake patterns. We're going to see a picture of that right here. Oceanographers at the Wyoming Institute of Technology have coined these dispersals aquatrails. Other scientists were quick to dismiss the report, citing the usual conspiratorial cry similar to chemtrails. And if mainstream scientists are automatically disregarding these things and calling them conspiratorial, you know it's something to look at. So, right here we have proper wash versus aquatrails, and you could see anyone that's been on a boat. Um, this is what normally from behind you know with the propellers this is what the waters look like the waves come in on each other and it doesn't look like it's dirty water being left behind but as you can see here on the right these aqua trails these are the ones that they're referring to with this disgusting brown nasty water behind it and it says here at left the wake behind a normal boat the waves break in a natural pattern and dissipate quickly the photo at right, taken by, by an trail activist, displays a far longer trail that hangs atop the water as an engineered canopy of brown chemicals. And it says it's froth, and it does look like a froth. <coughs> the froth is thicker, richer, and does not follow any of the commonly known Kelvin wake patterns. And the last thing this article says, candidates running for higher office, including the 2016 president of the election, must be called out on this controversy and they must state on record whether they support america's constitutional prerogatives or if they are beholden to the new world orders agenda 21 chemtrails have led the way now it's time for the aqua trail experts to speak out so this isn't something that i'm going to put myself on and on a hill and die over we all know chemtrails are out there and they're terrible for Humans, they're terrible for the environment. They're saying they're being used to reflect light, to help with climate change, and we all know how much bullshit that is. And every day I'm looking, I'm looking outside, just looking up, and I swear, I feel like we don't even have real clouds anymore. They all look man-made, disgusting, smeared white things that are out in the air that these planes constantly drop every single day, especially out here in New York, I see him every single day and even when i was talking to uh, crypto mike he's out in mesadina when he was just walking around this camera before we even started filming our interview i could see the chemtrails just in his skies out by the mall that he was at they're everywhere so we all know how dangerous they are and if they're in the water it's something that we should all be aware of but honestly does this really does this really surprise anybody it doesn't surprise me at all so Just to keep you aware, knowledge is power. So the article that I really, really wanted to get into, this is the reason why I'm wearing my awesome pyramid shirt with the UFO inside of it. This this has been around for a little while, but I brought this one up for the ones that may not have known or seen these pictures before. And right now what you are seeing, guys, I know you guys can't see it on the podcast, but you're seeing a picture of what looks like a mountain, in Antarctica, but when you take when you see the picture taken from the very top looking down you can tell this thing was man-made this is not a mountain this was something that was built and has very similar qualities to the to the uh, pyramids the famous pyramids out in egypt so let's look at this article this is from ufoaholic.com under forbidden history and the article reads, Ever since the service was released, Google Earth has been on a boon, not just for conspiracy theorists, but also for anyone looking to uncover clues about what lies hidden beyond sight. If you need a good vantage point, you need good eyes and altitude. Satellites have both. The latest in a group of three snow-covered pyramids was recently discovered through Google Earth satellite imagery, and in a few days, the finding has taken the alternative history communities by storm. Two of the pyramids can be found approximately ten miles inland, while the third rests near the coastline. And if you guys watched my um, two videos ago, I go over Antarctica and how important it is to the disclosure and the space programs that hopefully will be released soon. Um, but we, from my studies and my research, from what I know, there's hundreds of pyramids all over the world. They're not just in Egypt. And I believe these pyramids were used as stargates and a lot of these pyramids are aligned with our own constellations. And I believe that was not done by accident. It was definitely done on purpose. So this taking what Google, um, Google, I guess imagery or Google satellite, whatever you wanna call it, Google maps, this was, it was used and this was found and it, everyone started going crazy so it says the implications of this discovery are a complex and if accepted it could turn the scientific world on its head no history book ever mentioned in an arctic civilization with the skills and technology necessary to erect enormous pyramids and i just want to say something about that real quick this is why i get so heated about history books with school and when people come across in the comment section or just talking to people in general that they honestly think they know it all they believe our history without even questioning it at all they take it blindly and i truly believe that there is just history that either was erased from our dna our minds or we are just blatantly ignoring things like this out in antarctica and we just don't have any history on it at all how can you possibly believe that and if these pyramids do exist out here in antarctica What does that say about where we came from as a human species? That means there were other beings here that were far more advanced than we are. Because if they're able to build the pyramids, they had technology that we would consider alien. But even by today's standards, every scientist and um, architect agrees that it is nearly impossible to rebuild these now. So millions of years ago, how did they do it? There's so many questions that this brings up. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So there is one apparent reason behind this situation, and by the looks of it, it would suggest tech-savvy civilizations existed on Earth a long time before our own emerged. Antarctica is now a frozen wasteland. I don't agree that it's a wasteland. I just think everything's frozen, that we need the things that need to be found are just frozen, and that's going, going to blow everyone's minds away. <coughs> Excuse me. But it wasn't always like this it got to its current position through plate tectonics plate tectonics inching closer to the geographic south pole year after year we all know pole shifts it's happening now millions of years ago antarctica's climate was much warmer because its position was closer to the equator this is established fact backed up by several accepted discoveries not some wild speculation some years ago the british antarctic survey uncovered evidence that the antarctic climate was much different in the distant past Go back a hundred million years ago, uh, BAS's doctor Vanessa Bauman said and said Antarctica was covered in lush rainforests similar to those that exist in New Zealand today. So millions of years ago, when Antarctica was closer to the equator, there were rainforests. But that doesn't really is that really surprising. Another expedition led by NASA and involving eleven other scientific organizations discovered out of place microbial life. Forms in the depths of Antarctica's Lake Vita, trapped under a sheet of ice 65 foot thick. The microbial colonies have been prospering in isolation for millions of years, and scientists believe they are the descendants of microorganisms that lived in a much warmer climate. Who knows what other enigmas lay buried in ice, hopelessly waiting to be revealed. And as you can see, this is one of the pyramids in Egypt. I believe this is one in, in Egypt, and you compare it to the one in Antarctica, you can tell they have similar features. These are not these were these were created. These were not just they they're not just mountains sitting there. And it says the resemblance is unsettling. Even with today's technology, building structures as massive as the pyramids of Antarctica would be nearly impossible. There are simply too many problems related relating to manpower and the logistics required for such a project. If building these mysterious monuments or to be a viable venture, it must have taken place in the past when Antarctica was a favorable place for human life. And this opens up a king sized can of worms. The continent was habitable only in the very distant past, but mainstream science says the wheel wasn't invented until some 6,000 years ago. And at the same time, anatomically, modern humans are said to have mastered fire only 125,000 years ago. So, where do these controversial pyramids fit in? And it's an excellent question. Where in our history were these scrubbed from our books or is it just being hidden and why are they being hidden and why is this history being hidden from us? Are they evidence of an ancient advanced civilization or do we need to stretch our imagination even further and regard them as proof of time travel? The mind boggles when we remain attached to our outdated beliefs. And guys, this is why I believe so much that there was another planet also attached with mars this is this theory this is what corey good and david wilcock all have are in agreement with all have said from insider accounts this is what happened these warring planets out in our inner our solar system these two families were warring with each other they destroyed their own planet killed the atmosphere on mars and these families ended up moving to earth and this is there they brought over their technology the way they build um, their structures, their architecture and it, they brought it to earth. And these are the ancient civilizations that lived before our history our history books are telling us and what mainstream science seems to want to just cover up and just pretend it didn't exist. So they say they're humans but I don't these were not humans that landed here first. We are descendants of definitely, Alien beings, without a doubt, or we were created by them, because these beings knew how to manipulate DNA. But that's a different story for a different day. So I thought that was super interesting. I know a lot of you may have seen these already. I've this has been out for a little while, but I still, with my Antarctic episode, I felt like it was a good thing to talk about. And for the ones that didn't see it, well, now you know. The more you know. So let's shift gears here. I'm going to show you some quick tweets here. I'm um, just real quick. Um, this was something that I saw on Corey Lynn. Uh, she, she, again, she does Corey's digs. If you guys aren't following her on Twitter, you need to. She is an excellent journalist, all independent. She is amazing. So somebody responded to her on Twitter, said, and this is a screenshot of where Epstein was located at his jail in a certain location that was 30 feet away from the jail. So this person wrote, hey, Corey, did you know the Holy See is literally 30 feet from Epstein's back door? in Manhattan. Guess where every Pope has stayed when they visit New York? The Holy See on East 72nd Street right behind Epstein. And Corey said, very interesting to say the least, of course I had to map it. She said, wow. And you can see how similarly close they are with this image. And then Corey then continued to post on here like a little thread and then she said, then there was this a little while back. A photo seen in Jeffrey Epstein's mansion raid apparently showed Fidel Castro and Pope John Paul the second. Now this was reported by Fox News, so take it with a grain of salt, but from the pictures here, it looks like there is a Pope shaking the hand of Mr. Epstein here. And we all know that Epstein had dirt on multiple, multiple high ranking elite. That would include religious entities as well. So would it really surprise you if Epstein Had it in with the Pope as well. And this is why some people believe he's really not dead. I believe he is, but there are plenty of, I guess you could say, conspiracy theories out there giving some kind of, you know, a little bit of evidence, some credence to maybe how he escaped or who he was working with to get out of the prison and so forth and so on. So we have that. And I'm going to drop this as well here because I felt this was super important. Excuse me. I'm still getting over this cough, guys. I apologize. So another woman you guys need to follow here, Tiffany Fitzhenry. Um, anybody that believes in prayer needs to pray for this woman. She is dropping bombs on Hollywood and the establishment in general. And I can I give her full credit for everything she's doing. And I, she has my 100% support. I just know if I was dropping the bombs that she was, I would be seriously concerned for my own protection she is calling out actors here and you're going to see it she calls out chris pratt and she's got balls guys i hope one day they get on her show because i would absolutely love to speak with her but she uh this is what she tweeted to anyone who okay so this give you guys some context i'm going to give you this first tiffany fitzhenry called out chris pratt and this is what she said she said, Hey Chris Pratt, you hosted a party at your home where a minor was plied with alcohol and sex traffic to Hollywood elite. How could a child be given alcohol and sex traffic to an elite to elite pedophiles in your own home? Is all that superhero stuff just a Hollywood illusion? Now, this was this was two days ago. She did that, and I was reading this, I was like, oh my god, this woman, she is going deep, she's going hard right now. And after this tweet, she posted To anyone who might try to come after me for this tweet I have court documents that corroborate this claim And first person witness testimony I am doing what no one else will do To protect children from pedophilia in Hollywood Telling the truth And she linked a picture Of, looks like Chris Pratt here And Anna Faris I guess they were married at this point And the caption here on the, on the uh, picture of these two, this is what it reads. According to Tammy and Ricky's testimony, so Tammy and Ricky were the ones, they did an interview with Tiffany Fitzhenry, and that is on her Twitter. You guys can watch that. I think she made it free for everybody, which is awesome. Um, it's absolutely mind-blowing to see the people that are actually involved with these sex traffickers in Hollywood. But Tammy and Ricky here are the ones giving the testimony. So it says, according to Tammy and Ricky's testimony as well as the lawsuit documents at the home of this powerful, famous Hollywood couple, Ricky was again served alcohol openly and excessively, and at one point during the night, marketing NPR veteran Lisa Del Campo, the longtime right-hand man, the Lance Bass of NSYNC, and yet another good friend of Joby Hart's, took Ricky, a minor, into one of the bedrooms and sexually molested him after being granted permission to do so by Joby Hart and what would... One could conclude amounts to nothing less than child sex trafficking. <clears throat> it's amazing, guys. She is going directly after these actors. And she's right. I don't know anyone else who's, who's this direct and this ballsy doing it. And you know they read this. They know it. And there's been no response, of course. That's not a surprise. But please, guys, follow her work. Give her support and give her some prayer. She needs protection because if, if you think she's done here, this woman is going to go for everybody. She's going for the throat and deservedly so because these people need to be exposed, especially Hollywood, especially Hollywood. All right, so just a cool quick story here about the NY, the New York Times that they somehow knew, it seemed though, that they knew that the Soleimani – everyone that's talk everyone's talking about this iranian general uh, um, the iranian general and it looked like hours before that the new york times knew what was going to happen which is very curious so hours before a us strike this is from zerohedge.com hours before a us strike at Baghdad's international airport killed iran's top military leader qasem soleimani former obama national security council official glad he threw that in there. Stephen Simone po- posited in a New York Times op-ed that Soleimani could be assassinated using a hypersonic missile while visiting Baghdad. Now, that is very, very specific. And we now know that um, it was a Hellfire missile that took out this uh, Soleimani character. But still, it was a missile, but it was being described as a hypersonic missile by this Stephen Simone or Simon from the New York Times who is directly um, linked to Obama. So oddly he described Soleimani as the former commander of Iran's Revolutionary Guards when he was in fact in charge of the guards at the time. He wasn't dead yet. But here we have the same reporter saying he's the former commander as if he already knew he was going to die. Very curious. The Times tweeted this article at 1.38pm several hours before this strike actually happened and you could see it here. He called it a hypersonic missile, and somebody called him out here on Twitter. Said, um, what the F? And you could see it here when you pull it up on Twitter. He talks about hypersonic missiles, Stephen Simon, right here. And as you go along here in his article, it's highlighted what if the former commander of Iran's Revolutionary Guards, Hussam Soleimani, visits Baghdad for a meeting, and you know the address. I don't know, guys. I don't know. While U.S. officials told routers that a drone, not a hypersonic weapon, took out Salamani, it's incredibly curious that Simon, Obama's former senior director for the Middle East and North Africa on the National Security Council, wrote of his assassination literally hours before it happened, where he suggested it might happen. Very, very odd. And according to his bio, Simon is an adjunct senior fellow. middle eastern studies at the council on foreign relations as well as an adjunct professor of security studies at georgetown university he was also a goldman sachs wow just more entities that just just spill character he was also a goldman sachs visiting professor of policy at princeton university as well as the deputy director of the international institute for strategic studies and a senior analyst at the rand corporations Interestingly, in 2017, Rand tweeted, study, hypersonic missiles are a game-changer. The exact the exact same headline as Simon's New York Times op-ed. Guys, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for Obama to be exposed because he seemed to be such a buddy-buddy with all these Iranian people. And I, I forgot the picture that was going around, but... Obama had I don't know if it was the general himself or someone very closely related to this general, he had him over at the White House for like dinner. And they were butting it up. And we all know about all the money, the secret money that Obama gave to Iran on pallets, remember? And this is the this is why I was getting so outraged. I didn't really talk about it because I had the um, the interview with Mike, but the fake outrage and the brainwashing of so many people when this when this general was killed is absolutely crazy. It was there was actually a Google trend, um, and they found out they Google was able to narrow it down to millennials that they were trying to Google how to avoid a draft. This is it's fear porn at its finest, guys. This is what we're dealing with right now. I cannot tell you how many World War Three memes I saw when this dude got killed. And the amount of people that was defending this terrorist that killed American soldiers and was plotting to kill more. He was this guy that just started all this crap at the embassy. And yet you have American, American people, people that I that I know right around, live around here, defending a terrorist. And the first thing out of their mouths was, well, was Trump, <coughs> excuse me, Was did Trump have congressional um, approval to do what he did? This this is what we're dealing with, guys. This is why I'm doing this channel, but very interesting stuff. So we have all that. Um, this was just interesting. I'll throw this in real quick. This had this came out yesterday. Uh, Danske Bank is being sued, and they are giving a their, looks like two billion dollars by the year end in debt. Looks okay. Let me read it. Danske Bank probably will be fined around two billion dollars this year. By authorities in Denmark, the US, and the UK, as investigations into Europe's biggest money laundering scandal draw to a close, according to estimates by Jysbank. Bank. And when you think about these banks, guys, $2 million is maybe that's a drop in the bucket for them. But Danske has admitted that a large part of 200 billion euros, 223 billion dollars in transactions at the Estonian unit were suspicious. The Copenhagen based lender is cooperating with probes by the US Department of Justice in the U.S. uh, Securities and Exchange Commission, among others. I wonder if any of those accounts at Donald's Bank have anything to do with Epstein. That's the first thing I thought of. I'm going to dig into these guys a little bit more because I don't have any more information on this bank, but I'm sure, I am sure there are some politicians around here, corrupt politicians that are linked to this bank. I can almost guarantee it. So moving on here. Another quick article, Bill Gates, MIT developed new tattoo ID to check for vaccinations. Now, this this doesn't scream globalism and just deep state. I don't know what does. To make sure that you've had all your required doses of government-mandated vaccine, scientists at MIT have created a new ink which can be embedded in the skin, which can be read using a special infrared smartphone camera app. And the invisible tattoo accompanying the vaccine is a pattern made of my of my minuscule quatin dots, tiny semiconducting crystals that reflect light that glows under infrared light. The pattern and vaccine gets delivered into the skin using high-tech dissolvable microneedles made of a mixture of polymers and sugar. The research group's finding were published in the journal Science Translational Medicine. In other words, they found a, cor- a covert way to embed the record of a vaccination directly in a patient's skin rather than documenting it electronically or on paper. And they call it a low-risk tracking system. Sounds like an excuse just to make us less human. This low-risk tracking system could greatly simplify the process of maintaining accurate vaccine records, especially on a large scale. Guys, this is just... No thank you. For me, no thank you. I already have my views on vaccines... I don't need anything else going into my body that can, can just be used as a low. How about a no-risk tracking system? Why do we have to electronically have this crap put into our skin to, to keep records of of what vaccines are that are taken by us? It sounds like a, a stupid excuse just to have more invasion of us as human beings. <coughs> And it's sad because people will sign right up for this. And wouldn't you know it, Bill Gates is at the forefront of it. Absolutely disgusting. He comes off as this philanthrop- uh, philanthropist and I just don't buy it, guys. I don't buy it. He was in coots with Epstein doing all this, all this weird shit at MIT. I don't trust the guy at all. At all. All right. So... Closing out here, we have a Google – this is an article on the Daily Wire. We have a Google executive tried to protect human rights in China. He now says Google pushed him out for – oh, no way. Google siding with China. What a shocker. For years, Google executive Ross – Ho- I just going to say Ross – tried to get the mega company to commit to protecting human rights in China. He was actually tasked with doing just that. The Washington Post reported on Thursday, nearly a decade ago, Google announced that it would stop censoring search results there to safeguard security and free speech. The outlet reported. The Post continued. Ross took the mission to heart. He later devised a human rights program to formalize Google's principles supporting free expression and privacy. He began lobbying for it internally in 2017 around the time when the tech giant was exploring a return to China and a stark reversal in its 2010 move that made its search engine unavailable there. Now the 50-year-old is alleging that Google pushed him out just for doing what they wanted him to in April. He said, I didn't change. Google changed. Whoops. hit my back button on my mouse. So, now when I think about Don't Be Evil, it's been relegated to a footnote in the company's statements. Recall that Google's unofficial motto for years was Don't Be Evil, but the company removed it from the Code of Conduct in nearly 2018. Why would Google remove Don't Be Evil from their, from their uh, Code of Conduct? Hmm. More from the Post. Within Google, China was seen as a booming market that represented concerns about the ways technology could be used to suppress free expression or enable surveillance. Ross modeled his human rights program on the way Google approached privacy and security issues, designing the team of employees and functions such as supply chain policy and ethics and compliance to help Google integrate, coordinate, and prioritize human rights risk assessment. But his mentor, Kent Walker, Google's powerful, chief lawyer and head of policy, bristled at the idea. According to interviews with Ross and emails and documents viewed by the Post, Walker raised the concern that a formal commitment to human rights could increase Google's liability. And a spokeswoman for Google told the Post that the company has an unwavering commitment to supporting human rights organizations and efforts. Despite such an alleged commitment, Google worked with the Chinese government to develop a search engine that censored content for citizens and tracked their searches. So let's just go back here real quick because, guys, don't forget, I did an episode on a lawsuit uh, that's asking for trillions of dollars against Google, and let's just read here. And a Google spokesman told the Post that Google has an an unwavering commitment to supporting human rights organizations and efforts. Well, that's funny because, do you guys remember this? I'm still going to be gathering information on this. You guys remember this lawsuit brought on by this man, uh, Cyrus Parsa, from California? And... The plaintiffs are Google, LLC, Facebook, DeepMind, Alphabet, all related to Google. And remember the charges? Misuse of artificial intelligence, cybernetics, robotics, biometrics, bioengineering, quantum computer technology, transfer of AI weapons to technology, complicity in genocide in China, violation of Article 1, genocide, 2, 3, and as the list goes down. Social engineering of the human race with artificial intelligence. And the list goes on and on. I cover this in another episode. And we've seen Zuckerberg. We've seen Google executives. We've seen Facebook. We've seen Twitter. All of these guys, when they show up in front of the president, they show up to Congress, and they're just like, we're doing everything in accordance to the law. We don't do any of the things you guys are accusing us of. They're blatant... Liars every single time. And this man here was tasked to, I guess, write programs to help human rights in China. And Google was not okay with that. Their views changed. Wow. What a surprise. This is good knowledge, guys. This is stuff that you need to know about. And to end it off today, let's just give you an update. This is the most recent thing that I could find in Epstein, and it's in regards to Gisley Maxwell. She is being hidden, apparently, from the FBI in a series of safe houses because of the information she has on powerful people. So I wonder if that's Israel or CIA, Assad. I wonder which one's protecting her. So it says here in the bullet points, Maxwell has remained incognito since Epstein's arrest and death behind bars. New report claims both she and Epstein were assets for foreign government. No way. Source says they funneled dirt on the rich and powerful to foreign spies. Now Maxwell may be holding a safe house in Israel. Why would Israel be safe housing Ghislaine Maxwell? This isn't an anti Semites thing. This isn't a Jewish thing. This is just pure facts, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of reason to believe that Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and some other people, her co-conspirators, are working with Mossad. They are Mossad. It's just crazy. So that is as much as the article is giving, but I'm sure as the weeks and days go on, we're going to hear more about this. Because she needs to be brought in. She knows everybody that was involved with Epstein. Everybody. So with that, guys, thank you for listening to today's content. Thank you for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I am so glad to be back in the chair recording with my own equipment on my awesome computer and all that good stuff. So please subscribe, like, share, tell your friends and family about Woke Societies. We are growing. We're at 9.31 subscribers. I would love to be at 10,000 subscribers by the end of January. I believe that goal is very attainable. If you guys want to take your fandom to the next level, go to my... My Patreon here, this is all going to be linked in the description. And again, you guys can donate a simple dollar a month to uh, to help the show. Every dollar is going back into the show. You guys can go and bitch you, if you don't want to, if you don't support Facebook and my website, which has all my podcasts. And if you guys don't forget, you guys can meet me in Las Vegas on April 4th to come see me speak about all these topics that you guys love and are accustomed to. The ticket link will be there if you guys want to get those pre-sale tickets. So again, thank you guys for all the support that you provided. Thank you for always being there. Thank you for being amazing human beings. So with that, enjoy your Sunday. If you watch football, there's play of football going on, which is awesome. Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy the weekend. And until then, guys, stay woke.